What's going on, people? It's your boy, Curry. And my man, uh, Mr. Kirk. What's up? And welcome back to Tomorrow Isle, people. What will you do tomorrow? What will you do today to achieve your creative dreams? I'm Corey, and that's Kirk. And we got a special, special guest in the studio today. Um, a man who doesn't really need an introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyways. My oh, father. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> my pop, uh... Fitzroy Crosdale. What's going on, Dad? Oh, nothing much. And enjoying the intro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were. That was that face. <laughs> well, you're on a boat. What's going on? I know. <laughs> on the cruise. I thought you got that shirt on, too. Yeah, exactly. Are you, are you having dinner at the captain's table this evening? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> Captain Corey and uh, oh, first <laughs> Oh man, just picturing now. I'm picturing Brandon with a captain's hat on. Yeah, uh, yeah, there you go, Captain Brandon. <laughs> He's also the cruise director. We have to be here at this yep. time. Yeah. Please make sure everyone's in the car. He's a yeah. chef too. Yeah, of course. Oh, there you no. go. He's like, we're going whole food, plant based. Yeah. <laughs> No meat whatsoever. Brandon Cruz lines. <laughs> uh, I, I still needed to enjoy the whole food, but I did, did indeed uh, enjoy my pizza as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Your, Papa, your Papa J's or your Domino's and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that. I understand that. <laughs> yes. But, uh, welcome, to, yeah. welcome to the show, Mr. Crowsdale. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. This is going to probably be the most... Kid friendly episode. That we had. Yes. Uh oh. So, yeah. Well, yes, of course, of course. <laughs> now, to derail that just a little bit, your eldest son once referred to you as, as the great conceiver. And, like, I've been, that, that mm -hmm. pops into my head from time to time just because it's such a, in a, you know, his graduation speech in front of many people. But, oh, wow, yeah. I was just people. thinking about that. As we we took a little break in between the meeting that we just had and now recording this interview with you, I think that that also applies to this podcast because without you <laughs> and the conversation that you sat down and had with Corey and I over almost a year ago, or it might be more than a year ago, um, like the idea of what schemes come true, like the network is and is working to be, wouldn't have happened. So like. We also have to thank you as the great conceiver of this podcast and the network right. itself. So thank you. Uh, I'm not sure how to respond to that, so I'm not gonna <laughs> just 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 bow. <laughs> just take this applause. Goodness, yeah. I'll give these away. <laughs> but seriously, thank you, thank you for helping us find a direction because I think this yeah. is like ultimately this is definitely more rewarding than. Corey and I just talking about movies and TV shows. Like it's something we enjoy doing and I, I like I still have fun doing it when we do it for other stuff, but yeah, yeah. I feel like I get way more out of doing what we're doing now. I mean, we've made way more connections oh, with geez. super interesting people. <laughs> and that would not have happened had you not like sat us down to have that conversation about like what are we what are we doing? How are we creating value and like how are we making this something that we can like uh see as a source of accomplishment. Yeah, so, yeah. Just, and just give back to others, too. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I, I tried to be a, a voice for what you were trying to accomplish uh, up front, right? And mm -hmm. you know, in all our conversations so far, the, the 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 common thread in the conversation has been um, the steadfast love for for that you both have for networking, for making sure that the community is being served, the community of of creatives uh, are being served. Um, mm -hmm. In a collaborative way and in a way that's going to uplift uh, everyone so so that's yeah. uh, i just kept probing around those issues those those interests and uh, and, and it led to or at least was be the beginning of what you have now so that's great yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, oh. Co corey knows some of this stuff or did you have a question corey yeah. i'm sorry I don't mean oh to no, no, no 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 just like piggyback off of that but um you know even at like a young age like you know, my father had always been very supportive of anything that we were going to do um, and, you know, pushed us to, to do so. It wasn't like, oh, you can never do that. It was just like, oh, if you have interest in it, you know, pursue it or, you know, uh, kind of be able to find pathways in order for individuals to, you know, achieve what they were trying to achieve. So just wanted to add that part. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so... For those of, you, of us who are not familiar, as familiar as Corey is with you, Mr. Crosdale, could you give us a, a little, <laughs> a brief origin story? Sure. Yes. Uh, let's see. Once upon uh, a time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to try to make it funny, but let me just let me just oh, uh, my tell bad, you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it as it is. Uh, I actually, uh, I was born in Jamaica, and, um, and 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 left Jamaica when I was eleven years old. But before then. Um, one of the uh, the wonderful things that happened to me in Jamaica, among the many things that happened to me in Jamaica, uh, my parents were great inspiration. Uh, unfortunately, they've now both passed, but they were great inspiration to me. My father was uh, uh, always loved education. My mom was a teacher, and uh, and as uh, you know, children of of uh, my brother and I were 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 kids of a, a teacher. We found sometimes that we actually got in trouble. Uh, then when we shouldn't, right? But but you know, that, but also, but we, they were also inspiring in so many ways. As again, as I said, um, valuing education, but also valuing independence. And so while we were in Jamaica, we had a lot of opportunities to use our imaginations, to you know, to en enjoy uh, the the surroundings um, where we could get at fruits, we could get at at you know, at, uh, make mischief in many different ways. But um, that carried over to when we moved to, to the U.S. Uh, in 1971. And in, in that, that sense of adventure, when we came to the U.S., um, really just expanded, right, to the point where, again, we were uh, in a community that was, was um, not, uh, didn't look like where, where we came from, but was still very open to us. And um, went through high school here, um, as well as college in the U.S. And, and uh, my father was an inspiration for what it is I eventually ended up um, uh, doing as a career. He actually uh, was studying to be an, an engineer, and I loved all the sciences. So I eventually became an electrical engineer and, uh, and started working for Kodak um, uh, back in uh, 1983. And then um, in... Uh, 
in uh, in doing so, I also they because of the work I was doing at the time, also became a statistician um, uh, uh, through uh, the the good grace of Kodak as a sponsor for my higher education. And uh, so now I actually um, am a consultant that um, uses the combination of the engineering degree and the, uh, and the uh, statistics degree to do process improvement. But I would be, uh, the reason why I, you know, um, recognize uh, the, the plight and the, the interest of other uh, creatives is because one of my very first loves was the, the, the idea of art, of drawing, uh, of storytelling, of creating. And I've loved comic books since I was a kid and still love them today. Uh, and so, you know, um, uh, along with the engineering background and, and math background that I just talked about, uh, my, uh, as I said, one of my first loves is the idea of being a creative, just as many of you on this uh, podcast are. So I love the storytelling. I love the, the idea of, of good artwork. I love the the emotions that can be, you know, that can leap off the page. So, uh, so hopefully that gives you a sense of a little background. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so do you remember what your first comic was? Like what your, your first. Oh, God. Um, I can't say, <laughs> um, I can't say, but I can't remember my first comic, but I can tell you my first, um, um, X-Men, uh, comic that I really just fell in love with, and 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 so I mentioned I I came to the U.S. in 1971, and I'd been reading comic books um, on and off uh, over the years, but um, I came I went back to Jamaica in in uh, 1977, so six years after we had, uh, we moved to the U.S. Uh, and we were we went back for for vacation, and I was walking through a store in, um, in Ocherias and uh, saw a cover for the X-Men. And I knew the X-Men, the old X-Men with Beast and, and you know, uh, Cyclops and so forth. But this X-Men, X-Men 113, had the cover with Wolverine and, and, and Storm and others. And it was drawn by John Byrne and written by Chris Claremont. And man, that was vibrant. And for those of you who know it, it's the story of, of them entering the Savage Land after being uh, captured by by uh, Magneto, or escaping, I should say, after escaping from Magneto. And we were now in the Savage Land, and the artwork just grabbed me. And, I, and I, I'd never heard of John Byrne before, and, and I'd not seen Chris Claremont uh, work. But I that book is etched in my memory, Corey can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, yeah, I can tell you. And yeah, yeah, he's, he's suffered through hearing it many times. And so when, I, when we came back to the U.S., I had yeah. to get all the books. You know, so Jamaica being an island, you're going to be behind by at least two months okay, mm. or maybe more. So I had to go yeah. out and find uh, these comic books, uh, you know, that were in between, right? And and uh, you know really got into into the new X Men and got back to you know giant size X Men and which was introduced the the you know the, the new team and so that kind of propelled me and I should mention as well that there was a uh, a Marvel team up with Spider Man and the Human Torch that was available around the same time 
and it uh, they were fighting this character by the name of Equinox, and again drawn by Chris uh, by 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 John Byrne. Great story, and I just fell in love with his artwork, and uh, from there I just I was buying. I, I only stopped about maybe five years ago, but literally, sure. you know, I've been buying comic books for you know. Uh, many many years, over forty years, and really loving them. So, oh yeah, we got the we got the boxes to prove it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. That's, that's basement's awesome. like more more comics than basement at that point. foundation. This is comic books. <laughs> X Men, Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> All over the place. Yeah, no, that's that's so cool. I love those those little. I think everybody with like the hobby or whatever it is that they're super into has that that image, that lasting image in their brain, and it's always fun to kind of draw that out and find out like what kind of sets you on your you know your path for being super obsessed with whether it's records or comic books or whatever. Like, for sure connecting to that that childhood discovery i think is always really cool or you know later in life depending on what it is yeah yeah, yeah. i remember uh taking those trips to the comic book store as a uh, you know be like the all three of us would pile in, all three of the kids pile in there and then we go uh, either was it mount hope or uh, yeah. uh i think it was mount hope uh to yeah. for the, for the longest time or so yeah empire yeah. comics yep yeah. <laughs> I look at all of the toys and like look at all the books and I just be like, oh my god! And I try to draw like, mm-hmm. you know, like those uh, heroes and uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, thank you for the memories. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those, those are great memories. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, <laughs> on on a related topic, in your opinion, who is the worst superhero and why is it Superman? Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I was like, I wonder. <laughs> sorry, Dev. I was wondering what this interview was going to be about because I mean, I mean, I was, my dad is a wealth of knowledge, people. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, when Kirk's like, "Yeah, I got some questions," and I'm like, "Oh, I wonder if it's like the usual questions." I mean, he he must mix it up a little bit, but <laughs> Mister Kirk, you dirty Kirk. <laughs> I love it. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in in uh, the, the Fantastic Four had a uh, had a villain by the name of Puppet Master, and that's what I feel like right now. I feel like I'm a ventriloquist. Uh, uh, I didn't know myself, but apparently I've already told him that Superman is the worst. Uh, dance, Puppet Dance. <laughs> no, no, no. Who, who is, uh, I, have, I have strong feelings about Superman, obviously. So, yeah, you I mean, do. Yeah, you do. Uh, in your opinion, who is the worst superhero? Well, I, I will be... I will be honest with you. I don't know that I've necessarily thought about it as to the worst uh, superhero. Uh, I do know that um, the, the it's, for me, it's not so much that Superman is the is the worst. It's that uh, it's very difficult to make as you know. I'm, I'm now I'm falling into cliche land very easily, right? But it's very yeah. difficult to write stories about someone who's in, in seemingly in, in, invincible and vulnerable and 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 doesn't and and seemingly unrelatable, uh, and so it's not. But to me, that's not necessarily the case. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to. It's that on the the, the 
they haven't, I, in my opinion, there are times when maybe a, a, a creator hasn't necessarily stretched themselves enough to think through how can you make the character more relatable. Right. And so, um, you know, you, you've heard the classic, uh, I'm sure the classic um, comparison between, between DC and Marvel. You know, while you might have Superman as the icon for DC, um, you know, uh, untouchable, you know, lofty and so forth, Spider-Man, who couldn't get a date, who was always late, who, you know, the classic comparison is, you know, more grounded uh, characters like Spider-Man in the Marvel, uh, you know, the, in the X-Men, for instance, it was, there was tension between a Wolverine and Cyclops, right? And, right. you know, you don't necessarily see that kind of dynamic among the Justice League of America as an example. So the idea is that they, they made the complex the characters more complex. You know, when you can make a character complex, you make them also more interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. so how do you make Superman complex and at the same time exploit the fact that he is so powerful? And, and there are ways to do it. I, I've not been a, a very big Superman fan. Uh, I did like this, the show Smallville because I, I thought they did a great job of showing you how Superman with all those powers was taught to be someone who restrained himself, right? To, to, to be, you know, to, he could be on the football team and do well. He could be, you know, uh, you know, on the track team and do it. But he was always taught to be someone who said, you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. And he used, yeah. and he always had to, and and so to me, they actually did a very good job in the early episodes of uh, season, early seasons of Smallville, of making, of conveying what it meant to be, what it meant to to come from Smallville, to have the, the Kents as your parents, to to help you shape how your how you use power correctly, but they sometimes don't necessarily do that as well in the storytelling, you know, in other areas. Right. Yeah. So they got to thank Spider-Man for the, the inspiration then for that, that with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, and I like uh, the, the one thing, uh, one Superman story I always point to that I actually enjoyed was Red Sun because you got that more complexity to who Superman was and you see what he can become when he's given kind of more authoritarian, uh, like a more authoritarian background, essentially. I enjoyed that Superman yeah. book. But, yeah, yeah, I've not read that one. Oh, it's fun. Batman's a terrorist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Pretty much playing the same part he already plays, but we don't call it out, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, well, and if, if I may add one of the, one of the oh, sure. things, uh, the, the problem, you know, uh, again, um, the, the problem that we often see, though, in terms of how stories are being told, even whether it be Superman or Batman or others, is uh, I think we always want to see an interesting character on screen. And, uh, and unfortunately, uh, again, the Superman stories uh, in the movies always seem to have a too, too, uh, it's too formulaic, you know, too, too uh, consistent in terms of how they would present the, the, the Boy Scout uh, Superman. Mm -hmm. um, I happen to like uh, Man of Steel because I do do think that they did do some things slightly differently with him in that movie, and I and I think even in the case of Batman versus Superman, I thought they they portrayed him as human side uh, very well in in terms of his relationship with Lois, uh, whereas you know Batman was the, you know he's supposed to be the mortal, and yet he was uh, he seemed to be the the, the, the person who was on you know, the, uh, the the 
the the the very wealthy who was on 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 high looking down on and whereas mm -hmm. superman was very powerful had a relationship was you know uh, in a small apartment and all those things so you can make a com you can make a super you know you can make a story um uh and a character interesting in ways that you know are uh, are grounded while at the mm. same time showing as powerful. But unfortunately, I think uh, too many stories fall into the cliche of, of being campy or not being, you know, not being rounded enough to, right. to, yeah. to, to yeah. do very well. It's kind of like, oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. It's kind of like, uh, you know, you're taking the source material and saying, well, he has to be this way because he's, he's written this way. But, you know, at that point, it's like you can you can make him you know, you can transcend his character. Like there could be more going on with him. There could be more complexity like we talked about because a lot of what we see is that like, you know, uh, it is that human side of like, oh, I love Lois. But like in uh, say, uh, what, Batman versus Superman or even, um, you know, uh, yeah, I think Batman versus Superman is just like, he only cares about Lois. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? like, or Justice League even. It's like, you know, she was the only one that was able to like, stop him it's like maybe if, right. if martha was there martha but like maybe <laughs> if she was there too <laughs> she would have like been able to calm him down but it's like um it's like it gets closer and closer to having him be this oh this relatable character he loves you know he loves people too but it's more like they kind of say he loves this person and stuff but right. it's like he loves everybody he loves the whole he loves earth and life and you know all that stuff and he's trying to protect it but uh -huh. you know nonetheless it's it's you know it all depends on how how deep you know you want to go down like let's not just scratch the surface let's right. you know try to get to the core yeah. a little bit i wonder like i was thinking about you know with all the the dis the distaste i have for superman and just the idea of superman <laughs> like i would never want to write a superman story because i don't know if i could like it I almost feel like Corey was saying, like the weight of history and the yeah. weight of the character would hem you in so much that there isn't a lot of room to do something interesting. But this has mm -hmm. to have been something. I'm sure tons of people, if you no, know, there isn't an actual comic where this has been done. I'm sure there's a ton of mm -hmm. fanfic out there. But it would be interesting to explore Superman if something happened where he lost his powers and had yeah. to then be a human being and work like. Then it just becomes like, well, what does he do? And there's always yeah. going to be that sense of regret and loss that he has to deal with Does become like an alcoholic because he misses his power so much. Does he throw himself into his work? Like it would yeah. be interesting to explore that side where he's made human, not for a short amount of time or not where he's, you know, punched with a kryptonite ring and he's like, Oh no, I'm hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But to I actually see. like, go ahead. I see oh, the finger. So one thing I think you're secretly Lex Luthor. Uh, but two, <laughs> I'm not yeah, you, hate, you hate Superman so much. Kryptonite. Like, <laughs> oh God, no! You're like Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> like, no, the worst likes. Um, sorry, Jesse. But either way, um, I think it was two, not a choice. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, no. no. Um, but but also too, um, yeah, put him in. I think the best way is to put him in scenarios where he's not on top of his game, like. You know, maybe it, like maybe they do actually terraform Earth to be like Krypton, and it's like then you're kind of just normal again. But you have to put obviously other like Kryptonians on there mm -hmm. to kind of be like, oh, even playing field. This is how we actually want to you know run things, or like maybe you're not like the 
uh, you know, the savior that you could be, or, mm-hmm. you know, just, he just becomes a normal dude at that point, you know? Right. Um, so. Uh, that makes yeah. me think of that, uh, the old robot chicken sketch where they show E.T. and the other E.T.s <laughs> show up <laughs> and they just, be, and it turns out E.T. is like, you know, they can all do all sorts of other things that are way beyond what E.T. can do and he only has the one finger that glows and all their fingers glow and they just start bullying him and he's super sad. Yeah. But yeah, that would definitely be an interesting. I mean, that's kind of like I feel like what you're talking about is essentially what the story of Invincible is. Like, you have your kid that's got the superpower, and his dad's like a high power, but then you bring in characters who are, you know, related and more powerful. I love that that comic, and I I haven't seen the show yet. I gotta watch the show, but I love that comic because it was like the best marriage of Dragon Ball Z and Superman that I could ever. Oh, dude, yeah, absolutely. Um, It is like, wow, this is everything, and because as you just said, you know, you could draw those comparisons all day between Superman's story and like Goku's Mm -hmm. story, and Mm -hmm. it's just like you know, both aliens that crash landed from a. Alien planet and stuff, raised by humans, and then all sorts of crazy villains come out to try and you know challenge their strength and end up losing because they just they just too dope, <laughs> like, yep. they're just too op. You know, yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and and oh, oh, of course, I forgot the one main ingredient: total destruction of any <laughs> sort of metropolitan area. Yeah, right. <laughs> Landscape, yep. planets, <laughs> that vast yeah. wastelands that are, you know, a million miles from everything, but they're just right over there. It's like yeah. watching Natural Geographic. <laughs> like, just, uh, just... Corey and I have already said it, but uh, Godzilla made less damage, uh, did less yeah. damage than uh, Superman and uh, you know, and uh, yeah. oh, and, for, and for those of you who watched uh, Godzilla vs Kong, less damaged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Than two small, like human sized godlike creatures just, okay. you know, making a muck. So, <laughs> uh, that. that just makes no sense to me, but sure, let's, no. you know, still fast. Speaking of things that don't make sense, um, mm. so the movie Wax Museum, oh, Waxwork. <laughs> Waxwork, sorry, Waxwork. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Was this a movie that you had seen? Like prior to it being on the Sci-Fi Channel, or did you just? Was this just like a, like you played Sci-Fi Movie Roulette on Saturdays? Because oh. Corey and Brandon and I watched that one together, <laughs> and I was just, oh, I was I was blown away by that movie. And so I, I have to like, did you did you come across that randomly, or was that like oh my god trailer uh, and you wanted to see it? Well, uh, first of all, if it's, if it's <laughs> I, I am I'm struggling to remember how we came across it. But yeah. uh, you have to understand that you know uh if it's if it was named sci-fi, my 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 name was written on it. Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready to play. <laughs> if, it was, if it was horror uh, sci-fi, I mean uh, uh, I would uh, uh in the early days of the sci-fi channel, I had to sign up for that channel when it came oh. up. You know, they, they played all these things and it, and it didn't matter how old. I mean, I've seen uh, at one point, we'd watch the Twilight Zone so often, you know, that it was just oh yeah, every year. Gotta old or not? Uh, but I don't remember the exact uh, uh, condition or situation that led to us watching it. But I enjoyed that movie to the hilt, uh, and so, so yeah, I you know, 
it was a it, to me it felt like a another unique story that that really just kind of grabbed <laughs> your attention brought in all the monsters that you wanted brought in all the different that you wanted you know and put them in one place mm-hmm. and that can't be ending I, I still remember that you know <laughs> <laughs> I must say, but have you watched it recently? <laughs> yeah, well, well, as I said, a campy ending is, but oh. you know, you know, oh, I, uh, I, 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 I died. I literally just because I'd seen the movie. So the first time was, you know, obviously with my father at a very young age. Second time was because it was just uh, it was out on like some streaming, and I was like, oh yeah, of course I'm gonna watch this. I love this movie. The third time was, yeah, with Kirk, uh, Brandon, and we're just, and I'm just watching it. I'm like, this is so ridiculous. Yeah, hey. Like, there's just, there's, and like, this is, it's great, but it's like, this is so ridiculous. And the ending scene, I'm not going to ruin it, but uh, for you folks that haven't seen Waxworks, but I was like, I knew it was coming up. I knew it was coming up. I knew it was coming up. But just when it happens, the sheer ridiculousness of the whole, the whole, <laughs> After they explain the whole plot, and they're just like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "No." <laughs> the cardboard on the rascal scooter is probably my favorite part of that movie. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> this is the cavalry. Yeah, I. This came out I know. Retirement I know. Home. <laughs> uh, I, I uh, it was. Uh, you have to. You have to recognize that all they had to do was slap Wi-Fi on it. I was mm-hmm. there. So. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of those like. Wow, that, that, oh, I, I'm glad I saw it as an adult. I almost wish I had seen it as a kid first. Dude. Like <laughs> that's where that's where again, Corey and I have talked about this. But my love for Big Trouble in Little China came from. Like I saw that movie yeah, when yeah. I was probably 12 years old. My, I just remember my brother and I watching it because my uncle had given us the VHS. We we're like, "What the hey. hell is this movie? <laughs> and why is it so awesome?" Like, yeah, yeah. I do love that movie. Uh, yeah. Oh, all that stuff. So much. <laughs> right, my, uh, Corey has probably told you this as well, but one of the stories that we, we, so where we live from, you know, when we, uh, we came to the U.S. Um, in '71, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to to Gates, uh, Rochester, in '74, uh, and the home that we lived in had a basement that was fairly shallow, but mm-hmm. there the lights could come in. You know, there were about street level uh, through the window. And uh, one night, my brother and I are watching Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. And every time a car drove by and cast a shadow, you know, know, we're like uh, clinging to each other. My younger brother, (laughs) we're walking up the stairs. When the movie was done, we're walking up the the stairs back to back to make sure there were no, you know, zombies were going to get us. (laughs) And like, uh, the the memory of that basement too does not help uh whatsoever because it is like it's very dark and there's like stuff there's like a, a separate like rooms kind of uh the way it's yeah. set up and uh i've actually watched that movie and <laughs> it was on it's on uh, amazon prime i think it might still be on prime but i was like hey dad look what i found it didn't take much just to sell me on that and again, it you know all those things were just fertile ground for for my imagination. I, you know, I, love, I you know I wanted to write, I wanted to draw, I created my own characters. So so yeah, they yeah they were silly, but uh, man, they were great. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we're, love I think those we're movies. gonna have to have you uh, recommend a, a list of some oh, other yeah. of some other sci-fi and uh, oh, movies that we should watch. Yeah, like we, <laughs> we need the the official 
Fitzroy Crossdale list. Uh-oh. Waxworks, uh, man, Squeedo. <laughs> <laughs> Squeedo? What? Well, when sci-fi... Soldiers. Yeah. When sci-fi, uh, uh, every Saturday they would have uh, a new movie, uh, you know, uh, premiere. Uh, and so our ritual uh, with the kids was we'd watch like they'd have like you know uh, I love Lucy at uh, just for the sake of argument we'll say like I love Lucy at like eight or something along those lines and then something at eight thirty and then we'll transition you know we'd make a, a, nine a date baby. at nine o'clock from nine o'clock we'd start <laughs> to watch the the, the, the sci-fi movie and I'm telling you I think that the, the common term I would say is that if if the sci-fi channel had $20 million to make sure. movies. And you said, you know, you could make, you could make, you know, 10 good movies at 2 million a piece. I think sci-fi went for, I'll make 20 movies at 1 million a piece. Okay. Those things were terrible. But we had a few <laughs> no, this and you know, quantity over quality, man. Every time, yep, and if yep. it didn't end, with somebody losing their heads. I'm telling you, it wasn't a good. Yeah, oh my god, that was like in the contract every time. It's like just in the scripts, just like, and someone has to lose their head within the first five minutes. We're like, got it. <laughs> every time, without fail, we're just like, oh and head pop. <laughs> it became yeah. very predictable after a bit. <laughs> it's like that, and then there has to be a mirror that's like, this is the biggest time of the year. There's no way we're shutting down the town. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah. The no. monster? No, there's yeah. no monster. <laughs> we, we have to. We have to. If it didn't follow a trope, I, I don't know. Sci- sci-fi channel wasn't <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, no, this that, is unbelievable. <laughs> I wonder what that writer's room looked like. Oh, good lord! <laughs> it's just nineties, just burnt out. There's cigarettes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it was. It was fun. That's Those are so fun. Man so Squeedo. Good Lord. Man Squeedo. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, our, one of our favorite was, Oh gosh. What was the name of it? Uh, what was Alligator Corey? What was the name of it? Oh um, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It's Lake yeah. Placid, is it? Lake, uh, um, yeah. Lake Placid. Oh, Lake Placid. Yeah. 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 Was uh, that one of them? Yeah. Yes. Yes. But but that was actually, um, I don't think that was a necessary I, no, I, I think that was Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah that, that's a Hollywood one. Yeah. yeah, that's a Hollywood one that, that showed up on 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 Sci-Fi Channel. But we, I love that movie. There's two. There's two. There's two. Yeah, back to one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then so you shoot and said back to one. Was uh, is it Crawl, Corey? Is that the Sam Raimi one that's also an alligator um, movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that one. It's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got one hmm. more for you, Mr. Crosdale. Sure. Maximum, uh, sure. what are your, what are your thoughts on maximum overdrive? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I've only it, seen, right? you know, I have to admit I don't remember that movie very well because I think I've only seen it once. That's a mm-hmm. that's what that's the, the, the vehicles come alive, right? Yep. The green uh, goblin I, is a truck. No, I, I can't I I can't even uh, I can't don't, comment. It's don't been too it. long. That's fair. That's totally fair. I watched it recently, and I still couldn't tell you most of what happened. I think I fell asleep. (laughs) Oh man, I was, dude. I was so excited to show you that movie. I'm just like, yo, it's it's uh, it's crazy. It's a little terrible, but it's crazy. It was a lot of terrible. I was like, damn, what is gonna be done? (laughs) I think 
Yeah, I, I think I went in tainted too, having read just part of Maximum King. Like oh, the whole yeah, time yeah, I was yeah. watching Maximum Overdrive, I just wished that they had made Maximum King instead. Dude, but, that would sweet. Yeah, I, uh, someday maybe that movie will get made. But. Well, oh, sort of like, yeah, as you probably know, you know, uh, Hollywood, when they find a formula that works, they think, you know, anything just, you know, will will we'll do, right? So once they found that there were certain Stephen King movies or a certain, you know, sci-fi that seemed to take off, you know, hey, let's let's do a conglomerate, you know, let's let's build this high hybrid of, you know, if uh, if uh, you know if it works with the Terminator, why don't we do it with cars? Why don't we do yeah. it with you know if it works with with alligators? Why don't we do it with you know some other species or something or another? Mm -hmm. So they, they, you know, that's find a way. Yeah. See all these different hybrids. And you're saying, was there any imagination put to this thing? You know, you, you kind of, yeah. you know? no. And the no. fact that they let him direct it too is insane. But yeah, know. I was yeah. like, Lord, uh -huh. this is this yeah. is not. Like I'm sorry. I'm like I, I had to apologize to Kirk. I'm like I'm so sorry, man. It's almost done. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I was asleep for that part, so that's fine. <clears throat> when when the kids yeah. were growing up, and I'm sure it, I think it's about the same uh, time that. Mm. But there was a um, there was a show. I, I think it was all that, and there was a line yeah. in the show. You know, you're wasting my life. That's uh that's uh, right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. Uh, oh, I'm like that. That one's on me. That one's on me. Yeah. That one in uh uh Antrim. Oh both of those are on me. Oh, in yeah. the earth too. Jeez. Yeah, well well what you call it's on me too. Uh Humpy uh, Dunbar. I can't think of what that movie's oh, called. Oh god. Oh the, the fanatic. fanatic. Yeah, that every time on, that one's on me, so just when I think I'm finished with that movie, you always bring it up and it just I'm like, why did we waste our lives watching uh, that? I've watched so many reviews on it. I'm like, this is a terrible movie. I'm not gonna watch it ever. And you know, like, nope. let's watch it. I'm like, <laughs> I still think the best review of it was that I can't remember who said it, but it, they said the movie gave them diarrhea. <laughs> oh, ouch! <laughs> ouch! <laughs> like afterwards or during? <laughs> oh, that was their only comment. Was like, this movie gave me diarrhea. And they're like, oh boy. Ouch. That was one they did not put in the trailer. No, no, they did not. <laughs> on the, the commercial. All of the reviews were were all the reviews oh. in the trailer were written by Fred Durst. I'm pretty sure they were. Oh my god. Oh lord. Yeah. We should make a, a, a movie list of movies you should not watch. But yeah. if you want to watch them, you can. And yeah. <laughs> just, just have concussion protocols ready afterwards. No, oh, for sure, for sure. But here's the thing, though. It, you know, it, huh. you know, there are several movies that "quote unquote" became classics, right? And and it, 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 to be honest with you, you wouldn't know that there they'd be classics at the time um, because, in some instances, they just didn't do well at the time, but they resonated with someone later on, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, again, you know, the 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 the, the um, Romero's uh, Dawn of the Dead and so forth. Mm -hmm. And that became the inspiration for so many other uh, good, um, you know, uh, a genre that would have, uh, you know, if he hadn't, if he hadn't taken that step down that path, they wouldn't have been, you know, we wouldn't have be where we are today. And, uh, you know, um, there are lots of those little movies, some of them that really are stinkers and then, but some that just kind of, you know, uh, yeah. I, I think Airplane as an example, you know, when... Oh, yeah, yeah. It uh, was pretty funny, and you had some big names in that in that movie. That um, you know, that it happened. It's one of those funny movies that I remember. 
but you at the time you, you, you I said to myself, man, you're talking bridges, you're talking, you know, Leslie mm-hmm. Nielsen and others. You're saying, wow, these guys are gonna put their names against. But it was humorous. But yeah, that was a, I'm sure that must have been a risk for them. Oh, yeah. every one of those are a risk, man. You never know. Yeah, you, know. you never know. Yeah, you know. I mean, uh, I, so, I definitely. Oops, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that um, it's the, what what we eventually think of as cult classics um, is a is a a, a you know a, a toss of the dice. Sometimes, I mean, obviously yeah. there are things oh, like yeah. to making good making good good um, um, you know a, a good cinema, but but mm. admittedly or a good story, but admittedly. Some of them, no one could have predicted it was going to take on that kind of, you know, uh, life on, on, onto itself. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah, I mean, like I, like I just said, like, all of them are, you know, huge, big risks and all that stuff. And I have to say, even though there are some, there are some that are better than others, you still have to commend those who took that leap to, to make things happen, for right. sure, for sure. Got, got it across the yeah. finish line. Yeah, yeah. Ill, Ill advised or not. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's just, you know, panting and crawling on all fours. Yeah. Yeah. It's still got across the finish line, nonetheless. Yeah. You know? Just picturing John Schultz on that scooter. No. no. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, man. Have, have, uh, have you seen Velocipaster, Mr. Crossdale? Has, has Corey showed that to you yet? I don't think I have, no. Okay, that you should you should watch that. It's that's like a, um, that's a good bad movie. That's a yeah, very it's good a bad good movie. bad movie. Just like like Kung Fury, like yeah, they're, oh, they're just that. as they're just as long as they need to be. Yep. And uh, <laughs> just they're fantastic. So it's yeah. an art. It's the art yes. of the bad movie. Give that yeah. one. A, give that one a look. Give that a whirl. That is, right. That's a good time. It, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's man. a good time. Oh my goodness! Well, wow. uh, thanks for thanks for sitting down yeah. and talking with us today. I, I really oh, appreciate no it. Give no people, problem. Uh, I... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> give, give people a peek at the the man behind the the curtain a little bit here. Yes. <laughs> well, if I if I may say, you know, one of uh, I. Uh, I know um, when we were talked about, um, you know, schemes come true and, and where you guys are today. One of the the um, um, one of the um, underlying principles, one of the underlying concerns that you have is you have folks who are on the hobby side of this, of creatives all the way to professionals, and um, and you have folks like myself who. Um, you know, have a love for, um, uh, as a creative, love for art, a love for music, or some other format that, um, you know, I can't even think of. And, but it was set aside for, for you know, the, the, the ability to have a career, right, to, to, to raise a family. I can tell you, I created characters um, almost 40 years ago that, uh, you know, uh, just before I was married, and uh, haven't had, you know, uh, I look at them every now and then, and I say, "Boy, it'd be great to, you know, to, to make those into into a comic book, you know, to to take those characters and actually write a story and make a comic book and do things." And I would say, um, you know, the the story is still being written for you. So, you know, whatever stage you are in that, uh, in you know, whether you created a char- character yesterday or you 
you, uh, you know, uh, you did it 10 years ago or 20 years ago, don't give up on that dream that you can, you know, maybe turn your, your, your hobby, your, your love into something that is, um, that you can, when you look back, you say it's proud, you're proud of it, or you're taking it across a finish line, whatever that finish line might need for you. Right. Because, uh, it, you know, it's, uh, it, it's still, it's still possible. Mm. And, uh, you know, and uh, it's, it's, it's very rewarding. Uh, I've not done that myself yet, but I, you know, with working with you guys, I, I hope that we can uh, help others. Uh, even mm -hmm. if we can't, you know, even if I can't, I haven't done it myself, help others to, to realize uh, that dream at some point. So, well, so yeah. thank you guys for taking the time to lay out that path. Yeah, yeah. no problem. And maybe uh, one day as we, we progress in that path, there will be a uh, Schemes Come True uh, comic imprint with uh, your work on it, which would be really cool. Yeah, you know, yeah that'd be really that cool. Feels very good, I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you again. Um, yes, people, if you, thank you, dude. Yeah. If you, you want to connect with us, uh, you can find us on Instagram at Schemes Come True Network. And we mm -hmm. also have a Patreon if you want to help keep the lights on and help contribute yes. to some, some projects that we have going on. Check us out over on. <laughs> See, they're flickering right now, man. Yeah, it's oh, just flickering I'm not right even now. doing that. I'm not even doing that. Look at that. <laughs> I'm terrible. You know this. Oh. <laughs> uh, find us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash schemes come true. We got some bonus episodes over there. We got stickers. We got uh, patron shout outs. So check that out. And we'll have some more information about upcoming things to go along with that very soon. But as always, thank you to our, our patrons, Peter B, Sean B. J, Sean J. Seymour Butts, the Butts, Barton Creative, who still needs Barton. to reach out to me. Oh, yeah, Barton. Uh, <laughs> not ready for it. I'm yeah, not ready for it. The, the, young, it. the young gun himself, Cam young G. Young <laughs> And we have, a, we have a new patron. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Jake. Who I feel bad probably signed up to hear his his episode of the Patreon podcast because I didn't send it to him. But thank you, Jake, for supporting us. Uh, yes. We're going to have to give you some extra incentives. Yeah, uh, stickers. Send you some stickers, <laughs> and uh, I'll connect with you when I'm in Rochester. <laughs> so I want some stickers too. Yeah, I got I got to send you some stickers. Yeah, you do. The, the, the king of the king of Craigslist himself. The, uh, the bird oh, poster, God. the bird poster bandit, Jake. Yes. Thank you. The car, the cars, uh, theory, <laughs> conspiracy theorist, extraordinary. Conspiracy theory. I can't wait to hear that. I, oh, I man. That. All right. Yeah, it's gonna be nuts. <laughs> Thanks, people. We'll talk to you soon. All right, later, guys. Take care. Take care. Thanks. Bye now. <laughs>